heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your own phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Oh, hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number 12. That's right, you heard it. 12, as in, oh, we got somebody who wears the number 12 to talk about today. Um, but this, no, this is the YWC Football Podcast here to take your mind off of everything going on in the world just for a little while. If we can do anything to brighten up your day, you know what? It's it's what's best. Phil and I are going to be here. I'm just doing the intro right now while I'm waiting for him to get online. Um, but no, we got free agency to talk about. We got moves to talk about. We're going to talk a little bit of COVID-19, but not too, too much like last week because you know why? Because... The football world decided we are taking over. The football world decided, look, throughout everything going on, we're going still to make moves. We're going to have some stuff around it. Like, obviously, like you can't go to a team facility to get a physical. Like You have to have an area doctor do it for you. But we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some signings, some cuts, some uh, trades. Um, one trade in particular I think we got to get into, which you, if you don't know by now, it's obviously the one involving uh, superstar wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. Um, and we just got some other moves to talk about. So, yeah, I'm going to get Phil on here. We're going to talk and um, sit back, relax, and enjoy and get yourself something nice to drink because I have no idea how long we're going to be talking for. That's just how much has gone down in about the last 72 to 80 hours. But sit tight and enjoy the show. And also, to before that... Just want to send quick, just positive thoughts, positive vibes, and prayers to Sean Payton, who currently is the first person in an NFL circle to have been diagnosed with the coronavirus. So just keeping Sean Payton in our thoughts as we record today. But anyway, guys, sit back, relax, get ready to roll, as we are ready to roll here on the YWC Football Talk Podcast. Here we go. All right, guys, and we are back. We're back. Phil is here. I actually got a tweet. We um, extended the recording a little bit. You know what? Life gets in the way, even though we are in self-isolation right now, which we do stress to you all. I hope you guys are practicing social distancing and are basically not going out if you don't need to. But um, a little while ago, Randy Osgood, shout out Randy, tweeted me asking me when I'm dropping an episode. I'm waiting for it because Randy is dropping right now. Uh, It is currently Thursday, March 19th. Phil is here, episode 12. And 12 is no longer a New England Patriot. It is a sad day. Tom Brady going to Tampa Bay. Oh, I was... Tuesday morning, I was woken up to a text from my girlfriend saying, call me. And she says he left. And I was like, okay, whatever. Funny. And then I go on Instagram and I see it. And my heart just dropped into my chest. I was at work. And I've been, like, frantic lately. So I've been checking. I'll check Twitter and what's wrong. But, you know, it's like... I checked it and I'm like, oh, God, no. No. I actually saw his post first. First thing that popped up. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me! Don't tell me this. And so I read the message to make sure it's not like, you know, it's like, well, maybe he's retiring. Boom. Maybe it's this plot twist. He's retiring, and it's like he's taking his talents or like he's taking his football future or whatever it said. And I'm like, oh, you gotta be kill the rest of my day. We're having to work after hearing possibly the worst sports. No, it is the worst. The worst sports news you've heard in your entire life. That that sucked, man. Having to work like. I just wanted to, cr- no lie, I wanted to crawl in a hole somewhere, and I didn't want anyone to bother me. The smallest thing, I was, like, ready to snap, because I thought it was, like, this, funny story real quick. My coworker came up to me, with said, she had a story to tell me, and uh, and I was like, I know, he left, leave me alone. And she's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> she didn't even know yet, <laughs> and I was automatically saying, and of course, she thought it was funny after I told her, but whatever. 
But, dude, it's tough, man. People, like, and and so many people are going to say, like, and I've had, you know, luckily I haven't had anybody say that to me uh, in person yet, but, because um, I'd probably punch them at this point in time. But, <laughs> I do not condone violence, but, but uh, so, you know, it's like, everyone's like, oh, this is just, oh, it's just football. It's just football. This is more than just football, man. This is, this is, like, you're talking about a guy that I looked up to. Uh, I relate, I relate a lot to him. Six round pick, you know, I could go on and on about that. But like, Brady's, you know, it's like, I mean, yeah, I watched with, I did watch a few years with, with Bledsoe, but Brady's my guy. He's always been my guy. I mean, you're talking about 20 plus years. There's people that haven't been on this earth that long, <laughs> as long as he's played. So uh, it's just crazy to think that he's that he's gone. Um, I've been trying to piece it together. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I've retweeted. Re- I've searched Twitter. I've refreshed Twitter. I've I've tried to find like I just need something to give me validation, and I haven't found it. I don't think I'm ever going to find it, <laughs> unfortunately. But uh, and I, I was joking with my coworker who's also a Pats fan. Uh, we were all going through the stages of grief. We were pretty sad. I was the one that broke the news to him because I saw him down the hall, and I was like, like, like seconds after I actually found out, it wasn't pretty. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> so, uh, man, it's just tough, man. I mean, that's just. It's been tough, man. It's been tough. I'm going through, the, like I said, the stages of grief. I've been mad at him. I've, I've been happy. Oh, not happy. I've been happy for him. And then I've been upset with the us, the Pat. I mean, it's just been a mixture. But Which I knew was going to happen. I was just glad that it wasn't like some like dirty, like, or like the whole LeBron, I'm going to take my talents to South Beach thing, where just like out of nowhere, you just randomly announce, oh, hey, I'm going to Tampa Bay. Like, like you said, he is the re- like. I will say this to for however long I'm a football fan. He is the reason why I love this sport. He is the reason why Sundays, even though people go, "Oh, you're a Patriots fan, you should have nothing to worry about." But when there are those close games that like come down to the wire, one in particular was the game against the New York Giants, 2015, when Goskowski won us the game on a field goal. And, like, I'm freaking out. The Denver Bronco overtime game in 2013. Just many games from, like, the year, like, 2001 when I started, like, my Saints first... Game, Saints game with, yeah, Saints game with Kenbrell Tompkins. I remember I was, as soon as Tompkins caught that, I was running throughout my house. I was just elated. The 28-3 comeback when I'm like, there's no fucking way this is going to happen. And they get the touchdown. And he leads them down the field. And then there was the touchdown pass to Edelman, then the two-point by White, then the Edelman unbelievable catch, then he got the Danny Amendola two-point conversion. When it was 28-20, I'm like, okay, we're tying this. Like, just that. The Super Bowl 50, the 40, uh, game of numbers makes a 49 comeback game against Seattle, our first victory in 10 years. That's a thing a lot of people do not like to remember. All the Patriots are great for all this time. They went 10 years without winning a chip. Which is really hard to believe at this point in time. Yeah, the fact, too, that he had... That was a like that was a tough time. I mean, I'm not trying to take anything away from fans that are losing every season, but that was a tough time as a Pats fan because you got all the talk about oh it was a fluke or oh Brady's not that good, they can't get it done, blah blah blah. blah. I mean, you had the big rats of the world trolling us. It's like it was the worst, the worst. I mean, and I'm sure there'll be worse to come, but still, like that was that was a brutal time, and the fact that he was able to. I mean, someone said this the other day or uh, during this whole time. Tom Brady, if you if you take those two the the two Super Bowl runs, I mean the you know three and three, you know got two in the um or got four whatever um three the am I doing that right? I'm not, my math's horrible. Whatever. I know we won we won six, but anyways three and three uh, as far as championships. I know we lost one to the Eagles, but um both both those uh, sets like could win him could put him in the Hall of Fame. Like if he only had one, 
Like he was in the Hall of Fame if he never won another one after the after the third one. Oh, um, he was in the Hall of Fame after two thousand and four. After that, winning against yeah. the Eagles. So yeah, when you win three that quickly, and, and it's like, um, but then it's successful. Say he didn't have those first three, and his first three were the one, the last three he just got. Um, so and then he, I mean, he still went to two other, uh, three other Super Bowls that he lost, and 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 all of them were close. None of them. I mean, the Eagles game at some time was probably the most, the biggest like drought of any of the Super Bowl as far as the lead. I mean, the Falcons, if you don't count, but we it's came back. It still hurts me to watch the catch from forty two. But see, here's the thing, and I guess this is what comes when you have so many Super Bowls. Uh, so I'm, I'm, we're going to sound like arrogant, you know, buttholes, but yeah. um, the Eagles Super Bowl doesn't really bother me. Like, it should, but it doesn't really bother me that much because it's like, hey, you can't win them all. We've, there's nine Super Bowls. It's like, oh, it's okay. You know, it's like, it's okay. And Brady played his life out in that game. I still defend him from that game. That's the only thing when I hear stupidity out of people's mouths about the fact that they blame him for that game. No, our defense was horrible. Like horrible. If, like for anyone who blames Brady, the guy really threw horrible. for 500 yeah. yards in a losing effort. If that does not give you the GOAT title, I don't know what else does. But even look to like how you're saying the 10-year gap. There was the next season they lost in the divisional round of the Broncos. Then there was the year they were upset. I don't don't forget who they faced in the wild card, but they went to San Diego, upset the Chargers, and they had the then they had the loss against the Colts in the AFC Championship game. Then the perfect season ruined. Then they missed the playoffs because of his knee. Wild card out. The season where the Jets upset them. The second Giants loss. Uh, the loss to Ravens in the AFC Championship game. Then the Broncos AFC Championship loss. There was like, and even to the 2016, the game where Brady got absolutely manhandled, and it was from there. After the game two, and everyone's like, "Oh, Deflategate came around. Brady's done. What do you do after that? He went to three Super Bowls, one, two. You name me another quarterback in NFL franchise history, in NFL franchise history, in NFL history, who was able to do that? Where you know what? When everyone counted them out, they went back. Oh, he's just going to go to three Super Bowls, and he's going to win two of them. I know there's a lot of quarterbacks out there. Like Joe, people are going to say the whole, oh my, I don't know what Bradshaw's win loss record is in the Super Bowl, but I know Montana four and Dude, Brady's got six. There's only one other athlete who's this marquee good with one team, and that's Michael Jordan. And and, and here's the thing, like, and you know, I'm trying to be more positive than I am negative. Uh, like, this is unprecedented stuff. Like, the haters are going to have their moment, but even the haters are going to have no, like, they're going to be telling their grandkids about what they saw, like how much they hated it, but they still saw history. Like, this isn't going to happen. Like, I mean, to say it's not going to happen again is probably. Uh, stupid, but this is like probably most likely not going to happen again. You're talking about a 20 year span where they were in the conversation every year, like literally in the conversation. Like, yeah, they 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 didn't. Uh, you know, they they lost the Ravens that one year. They uh, obviously Brady got hurt, missed the playoffs, even though they though they were 11 and five. Like, there's you know been issues, but like uh, what was basically what I was trying to say was that um, oh, like there was also the Bronco losses too. Right, and you got the Broncos losses, Colts finally, you know, Peyton finally got uh, got over the hump of beating us because we were, you know, that was, I'll never forget that robbery. But what I'm, what I'm getting at is, the Colts is one example, okay, of what I'm about to talk about, is the fact that franchises were affected. Not only were the Pats good for a long period of time and still could continue that, the fact that they were long good for that long and that Brady was a part of that is unprecedented. And you have the Colts. You can make an argument the Pats don't exist. The Colts, uh, Peyton wins multiple Super Bowls. Oh, 100%. Manning has at least three, or at least three. 
this might be ego involved, but I single-handedly think that it was the Pats that ended Seattle's uh, dynasty. Like, that could have been a dynasty for them or, or a, a run of Super Bowls. Back-to-back years, they win back-to-back years. That's huge momentum. Instead, they lose, and they haven't been the same since. It's just a fact. They haven't. Two so, other teams like that, the Atlanta Falcons. I've been saying this for a couple years. Yeah, exactly. Ever since the Falcons blew that lead, they got to the playoffs in 2018, but then they had that game against the Eagles that they lost off that Julio Jones fourth down um, incomplete pass. Or, wait, it was intended for him. But then after that, missed the playoffs, missed the playoffs. Now Devontae Freeman, arguably one of the top running backs in the NFL, gone. Look at the L.A. Rams. Um, ever since that uh, game where they wait, should not wait. have won today, the Rams on. What? You said Devontae Freeman's gone. Yeah, Devontae Freeman got released by the Falcons. When did that happen? Did I miss that today in all the chaos? I guess I did. Dude, there was, that's the thing we got to talk about. We're going to talk about Brady. We got a lot of chaos to get to, including one very yeah, horrible trade. But the, um, like, yeah, like, if you look at it, Seattle is that team still that's the over the hump. It's, it's Russell Wilson now is in that Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees territory of is he going to get a second? Um, I know Wilson's younger. But Seattle has the Legion of Boom basically died after the Super Bowl. Like they haven't really been that. If, like they, I don't think they've been back to a championship game since. Their best has been the divisional round, which was this year. And like I, I, like, I don't know the Seattle Seahawks off my head, but yeah, same thing too. Um, and also too, like how everyone this year is saying, "Oh, I'm so happy the Patriots aren't in the Super Bowl this year." You know how good you have to be for people to say that? Like, everyone now is going to be so high and mighty about Kansas City making it every other year that in 10 to 15 years from now, people are going to be sick of Patrick Mahomes. That's one thing that people don't look at right now is that the fact, oh, Kansas City's great and all. Patrick Mahomes is a great athlete, but you know what? If he keeps winning and all this stuff, people are going to be like, okay, Kansas City, like your time's up. Let's let a new team come in and win. And the bottom line, the two is who knows if Kansas City can hold on to it. That's the other thing. Thanks going to prove that a lot because, I mean – I think we talked about this before in a previous podcast. Is like I said, like it's the consistency. There's no other team that's proven that because the, every team has gone a little waves and then they're back to their you know losing weight. Like the passive are the only team that have done that. They're in the conversation the most, which is why I always said they're. That's why they're always the favorite is because they're the only consistent factor. Whether they're the best team, they're not. They're they're never. They're not always the best team going into the year. I mean, going into this year, they clearly were not. So uh, and, and and it showed this year. But like I'm just saying, like until a team can consistently win, like and also two teams that are doing that. It's that whole two thing. Whenever the chips are down against the Patriots, it's when you when you always doubt them. Is when they come in. Look what happened two years ago. Um, they had the game against Minnesota. They looked great. Then the miracle in Miami happened. Then the they had a shitty game against Pittsburgh. And then they went and then they took care of Buffalo to win the division. They took care of the Jets. They whooped the Chargers. They went into Arrowhead when no one thought they were going to win. Everyone thought this is going to be Kansas City versus L.A. It's going to be the glitz and glam Super Bowl everyone's going to want to see. What happened? Brady went into Arrowhead and beat them. Even though everyone... That's the thing, too, when everyone goes, Oh, he threw an interception when it was called back. Oh, he was offside. You know what? That's the one thing I love about sports, too. It's even the same thing, too. Um, I got told after 2015, Oh, if Marshawn Lynch would win. You know what? Those are all ifs. What happened was the opposite, and the Patriots won. But and Bill, Bill Belichick is the... Is the the poster child for the fact that he knows any a lack, one second thing can one thing a little tiny thing is off and you can lose and that's that's football that's what one of the glorious things of football it's the most heartbreaking thing of football if you're on the opposite end of it I mean you talk you talk about David Tyree that that ball just falls just you know and he doesn't catch it yeah or Eli Manning 
you know, which is the biggest part. If Manning, go, if Manning gets sacked on that play, the Patriots win the Super Bowl. Slowly hold on to him. It's over. Greatest team of all time, and who knows what happens after? What's the what the effects of that are after that, and yeah. what changes changes happen because of that? But to get back to rope it back to Tom Brady, man, I, I I can't hate him. I can't be one of those fans that are mad at him. I can't. You know, I'm gonna go through like we talked about earlier, emotions, different emotions, uh, different days depending on what time of day it is. But look, I, I like I said, I want answers. Like, I, 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 there's some things that like aren't really coming together. You've got Kraft that says, "Hey, we're we're, we're out there." Uh, we, we were going to give him anything anything that we could, and then you hear a rumor about the fact that they didn't even offer him anything. I don't know if you heard this, Griff, but yeah, did. they didn't offer him anything else. They were waiting for him to come back to him, and that's kind of like, okay, well, that doesn't shock me as much. The shock factor would be the, is the fact that, okay, well, Brady, you didn't come back and at least say, hey, this is what I want. I'm willing to tell you guys what I want to, to get this done. And then if the Pats said no or said we're going to move on, Fine, and I think that's what the biggest part of, of this whole thing that really affects me. Brady was going to leave eventually. He had to, I mean, or he was going to retire eventually at, at the very least. And so that part, like him not being a Patriot is tough enough, but I could get over that. The part I can't get over is the fact that, can't get over the fact that there wasn't, like, it does, unless something comes out, like I said, the, the, if there's news and, and this proves me wrong, I'll, you know, I'll come back and, and address that. But doesn't look like there was a, a, a true effort on Brady's side, which I understand you know, people. People say he had merit. He had. You know, they understand. You know, like all this time, you, this is this. You know, we should have given them the, the straight up offer. But he knows. Twenty years in this in this in the organization, I'm not giving Brady a pass on the fact that he knows how things work, and it wasn't going to overpass him because he's Tom Brady. It just wasn't. That's not how you win in an organization. And so I do like the fact that the Pats would stick to that. It just doesn't seem like. Like it seemed like the Pats were, were going to make a mistake in a sense of and overpay him and keep him. You know, they were going to uh, to do that, but he just never came back. Is what it seems like. He just came to Kraft and Kraft was expecting him to say, "Okay, well, let's get this done." And he just tells Kraft he's leaving. I just there's something there. I don't. I was tech, I think me and you messaged about it a little bit. I don't know if it's because he he just has to win without Belichick. I don't know. Maybe maybe that could be it, or maybe you know. I don't know, but but the other is, the one thing too that mainly made me more salty or mad or a little upset about everything was not that he left. It's like what you said. All I have to say is thank you. Literally, like I never, I've been, I've really kept quiet online about this just because I didn't really want to know what my thoughts were yet. Because it's literally one of those like tough things. Like I've the only other time I've had something tough. The process like this obviously is a close death or also two when the Raptors won the championship this year. But like something like this because this is one of those things where you know it may happen, but when it happens, it, it just it. Once it fully sinks in, it's the whole, okay, whatever. And then it's the, basically, once it sinks in, it's just everything else. But then it's, for him to go to a team like Tampa, you know how I think he thought, oh, I'm going to get cornered. I'm going to be that pretty girl in school that, like, I know, obviously, he's a boy. But you know how you see those movies where you see the the popular girl in school where it's, like, ten different guys are in love with her? I think he thought it was going to be like that. But I was just more upset that he went to a team like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Mainly because of, mainly because like like we said too, Tampa's been one of those teams where they've been an irrelevant franchise. It's the Jordan going to the Washington Wizards. It's like it's just it's gonna look unnatural, but you know what? I, I don't. I if Tampa Bay were to do well, I'm not gonna be rooting for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm gonna be rooting for Tom to do well. Why? Because if he wants to go out there and show the world, hey, I'm Tom Brady. I can do this. It looks. It's gonna be great on him. He'll be up. It'll be further cement his Hall of Fame status. But if he goes out there and does shit. That narrative of Bill Belichick's gonna follow him around for the next thirty years. Yeah, and, and and about that, as far as like you know, like I'm the same way. I'm not rooting. For people ask me, "So you're a Bucks fan now?" I'm like, no, because my favorite, like 
<laughs> do you see all this Patriot gear? Like, I'm not stopping being a Pats fan, but uh, just because Brady left, like it's it's hard enough. But uh, I'm, I'm going to I'm the same thing with you. I'm going to root for him. I think that uh, I want him to do I want him to do well. But you know, real quick, I I think I don't know, man. I think be, he had his struggle. I'm not obviously we all defended him. I'm not going to try to act like I'm not. I didn't defend him. Didn't say that you know he's he you know didn't have any help. He didn't have what he needed to to succeed late in his career. But going off of that, he didn't have that help, and so therefore, like in the times of like, it's going to it's going to show more in a new organization, a new system, which I'm sure they're going to work it around to where it's you know very familiar to him, and he's smart, and I get that, and he's got better weapons. But I, I, there's a very big as of right now, like I said, maybe in a week's time, my mind changes on this. But as of right now, I don't think it's going to be all roses uh, for Tom Brady. A whole new organization. You don't have Belichick. To uh, like the more, the one time he needs Belichick more than ever is actually at the end of his career because he needs Belichick to be able to to do the the things that Belichick's amazing at because Brady does have some steps that he's missed you know uh, his deep ball I've always said that has looked pretty putrid lately um, and I said that before he left so don't try to act like I'm just saying it now. The only thing I would say though is if he does stay. And if he ends up not doing as well as he did, or if he had a similar season to 2019, everyone's gonna go with that Eli Manning narrative of where it's the whole, oh, he like it's the whole like you know how every like it was Big Rat mainly telling us this year how or also to how we also were making fun of Giant fans for it saying no, not I wasn't making fun of it, but I knew it was the obvious when I saw the reports coming out about John Mara just not wanting to let Eli go. If he comes back, and even too because look right now we we got. Through the Buffalo Bills, even with a team like this year, the Buffalo Bills are going to be knocking on that door once again, especially after acquiring Stephon Diggs. It's all on Allen. If Allen can play well. That's the thing, too. That's what I was saying to someone. It, this, it's on Allen's shoulders, but we'll get into him in a little bit. We've got to talk about Brady some more. I want to have a hot take right now. I still think the New Orleans Saints are a better team overall. Everyone's oh, going... It's not close. It's not even close. It's I'm not sorry. even close. Even though Tom's a better quarterback than Drew Brees... The talent around Drew is better. Alvin Kamara, Jared Cook, Michael Thomas. I'm sorry, for good as Mike Evans is as good as Chris Godwin are, Michael Thomas is the best wide receiver in the NFL right now. No one's had a season like him since Marvin Harrison 16 years prior. Um, the defense is better, too. I know the Buccaneers have good. They have Shaquille Barrett. They've got a good defensive line. Their offensive line's got questions. There was a lot of those games last year, and one in particular, the game in London against the Carolina Panthers, where Jameis Winston was just getting hunted down. Like... I feel like Tampa's good, but you know what? They gotta add in some pieces to where if they can get better, they'll be there. But for everyone to go out right now and to be, everyone's gonna say, "Oh, you're just mad, you're just upset." No, I'm telling the truth. If you go out and say that, "Oh, they're gonna be Super Bowl, they're gonna be this," the gauntlet to go through the NFC is a lot scarier than the AFC. You're going to have San Francisco. You're probably going to have Seattle in there. Your Arizona's looking really good now. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys, there's a very good chance they'll be back into form in 2020. Uh, the Green Bay Packers, who knows what the Minnesota Vikings are going to be. And I still think, I think Tampa's a wildcard team. At best, Tampa is a wildcard team. New Orleans is winning that division next year. I have no problem saying that. And also, too, like I said, I'll cheer for Tom to do well. I'm not buying a Buccaneers jersey with the number 12 on it. No, no, no. I am still wearing my number 12 jersey that I have with the Super Bowl 51 patch on it. But um, the, other, the only other thing i got to say about him is just like, 
with Tampa, too, I feel like it was he just wanted to stay on the East Coast, or maybe, too, you know what, he wanted to go to the Floridian weather. He wants to look at retirement homes. Who knows? But, um... Well, I think, and yeah. I think the biggest element to that is the fact that Drew Brees is where he's always been, you know, except for when he was in San Diego. But I mean, he's he's home, so it's like you got Brady. That's you don't know what's going to happen. But I will say this as as a caveat to all the things that I've you know been a little negative towards it. Um, if he clicks, if Brady clicks in a new like, and it looks like he's not even skipping a beat, and he, now that he has weapons and, and all and all that. Bro's going to, I mean, it just adds, I mean, you can't take away from his legacy at this point, I don't believe, but that would just add to me, and, uh, and a lot of people believe you can't add to it, but man, if he just goes out there and doesn't, I mean, it's like he's not even, it's just like he's in a, you know, at, he feels at home, you know, it's like that's going to be, it's going to be tough to see and also happy for him, it's going to be so many emotions, I'm not ready for it. Like when week <laughs> one comes around, you know Tampa Bay's first game is going to be on like prime time or in like that Fox 425 time slot. I'm going to watch it, but there's going to be part of me like, like awkwardness. But I just want to read this quickly. This is Drew Brees' Instagram post. Today is March 19th. This is from February 18th. It's a beautiful uh, view. He's in Hawaii. It's just like the cliffs and everything. It says, my feelings about the 2020 season. I look forward to the grind and the journey for the reward at the end will be worth it. Love you. Hashtag Houdat Nation. Let's make another run at it. The fact, too, that he publicly comes out. I remember him saying it was either he goes to New Orleans or he retires. It was never, oh, hey, I may shop around and look for another team. Drew Brees is set on bringing a second chip to the Big Easy. If he does that, like, th- that city is just something special. Phil and I know what New Orleans is all about. Oh, yeah. If he can bring, they will build a statue in Champion Square when we made that great walk up the stairs to go into WrestleMania. There will be a statue of Breeze holding a Lombardi. They still celebrate it. There's a place in Champions Square called Club 44. Man, if he, and also, too, the Super Bowl this year is in Tampa, and Tampa and the host city has never been in the Super Bowl. So if Brady can do that, too, that's something else impressive I just wanted to point out. Right, for sure. And, and one thing I am happy about is the only time that Brady is going to have to face the Pats this year We'll be in the Super Bowl. So if it's <laughs> you want to talk about, like, I'm just glad that that man, I don't want to see, I can't see that yet. I cannot see him come in, and especially if it was in New England. I can't see, I'm not ready for that yet. No, so that, that, that would be next him, season. And honestly, like, let's call it for real. Like, I don't know what they still have, no, like, because of the coronavirus and all this stuff, who knows what the true details of the contract are. I think I've heard two years, 30 million. I, I, uh, I assume that's what it, what it is, but, um, you, it could like it could be a one year option uh, again, and so Brady could just be one year at the Bucks. So you don't even know if he'll ever if he'll ever play against the Pats, which you know. So yeah, but he. I mean, I, I think he's he's beaten every yeah he's beaten every other team. So like that he that would be the only team he would need to beat. So yeah, he's got. Yeah. He, I think that's something too. Like if he can go in because next year I know the Buccaneers do. That was made a big deal. Of this oh twenty twenty one Buccaneers at Patriots. So you know like. I'm I'm not a psychic, but if I had to put money on it, I would say that Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth will be calling that game if they're in. That's the other thing too. Tampa's going to get so much exposure now. Like remember last year with Cleveland. Uh, now I only say this comparison because look, it's two teams that are usually obscure, who usually have bad records, who are never in prime time. Cleveland got thrown so many bones, and it was just like week one they had Jim Nance and Romo calling their game. Uh, week two was Monday Night Football, then it was Sunday Night Football. They had so many games in primetime off the hop that it's just the pressure got to them. I'm not so much worried about Tom. It's the rest of the team around him who are used to playing in those 1 o'clock in that Thursday night football because, let's be honest, 
anyone usually plays Thursday night football. But Sunday night football is a different animal than Thursday night because Thursday night's usually a throwaway game that only the hardcore fans watch. Yeah, Sunday night like football. Day, there's always some yeah. team that gets too many primetime games and they end up sucking. So who, who will we'll see? But sorry, I don't have COVID. I just want to call. Being the Bills, I probably get the Bills too many. Um, the Bills. I can see the Bills getting too many. We all know the Dallas Cowboys are always. I think five's the max. Dallas yeah. is always in five. New England yeah. will still. Pro- I can yeah. see New England getting less this year, but they still probably will get three. Um, but anyway, um, I want to make, let's, let's ch- turn some light on this podcast. Um, let's go into some free agency talks. Cause like we were saying, um, how Drew Brees signed, but then also too, um, oh yeah, there's a trade we should talk about. Um, let me look up the exact details of the trade. Uh, all I can tell you right now is that DeAndre, uh, I typed, I went to go type DeAndre in my phone and I accidentally typed up DeAndre, which is not his name. DeAndre Hopkins and a blockbuster, while well, LeGriff is looking up, blockbuster trade to the Arizona Cardinals. Bill O'Brien, uh, I saw a quote from Michael Irvin that he, that uh, Hopkins actually, uh, he related Hopkins to Hernandez. So I wanted to read up on that, but I never got a chance to. But maybe Griff can mm-hmm. re- elaborate on that. But The last I've heard about that was that Michael Irvin got into a lot of shit for that comment. I, I don't like to swear on this podcast because I want to keep it clean because I want to have my, a variety of audiences. If swearing does come out once in a while, it's my fault. But I heard Michael Irvin got into a lot of trouble for it, obviously, because it's one of those things where it's like you don't cross, especially with that Netflix documentary that just came out about Aaron Hernandez. But um, the trade was Johnson and a second round and a 2021 fourth rounder for Hopkins and a fourth in return. Yes, Hopkins, no joke. That's from the Toronto Sun. That's a Canadian paper saying it's a joke. Look. If there was an attitude problem, he's one of the best players in the league. You don't just get rid of someone for the sake of getting rid of someone. I've been riding the Arizona Cardinals high horse going into 2020 because of how good Kyler Murray looks. You now have Kenyon Drake locked up on that transitional tag. You've got Larry Fitzgerald, who's an older guy in the league, but he still plays like a young buck. You've got DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray, who surprised a lot of people this year because not a lot of people knew what to expect and everyone thought Arizona was going to be bad. Sure, they only won five games, but you know what? When they played teams that were weaker, they were good. If they can go... And also, too, they went into Seattle and beat the Seahawks Week 16. They held San Francisco both times. Very close games. I think the largest margin of victory was 10. But the Houston Texans... I just want to say this. I've been bad-mouthing Houston all this time. I kept saying they can't do anything because they got rid of Laramie Tunsil. They have no offensive line their secondary is very shoddy their defensive line their linebacking core is the best part of the team what do they do they lost dj reader to the cincinnati Bengals. um they got david johnson who we don't know how good david johnson is he had that one good year everyone drafted him first in fantasy i fell for that bait cost me because he broke his finger was out for the season he hasn't been the same since but Oh, the Houston Texans, I want to support and I want to feel good for you guys because I love J.J. Watt as a person off the field and for his on-field work. But, man, some of the dumbest football decisions. And also, too, that team is held on by a Band-Aid. Like a Band-Aid. Literally. I, don't, like I was going to say a Band-Aid, Band-Aid. I don't know what Band-Aid sponsorship. If there's a Band-Aid <laughs> sponsorship out there that wants to sponsor this, please hit us up. Please. But I don't know what's wrong with the Houston Texans. I just don't. You get the 4.30 primetime Saturday playoff game every year, and then you piss it away in the divisional round. Yeah, and, and it's it's honestly, like people like to point to Bill O'Brien, but man, there's something wrong with that. Something's going on in that organization because it's not, it was it happened before he got there. So, um, 
Yeah, I don't I, I don't know. I, it pained me to see this because then I'm like, okay, Bill, you didn't call Bill? You didn't call the other Bill? Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, I know you're trying to keep Brady. You want Hopkins? I'll give him to you for a trash can and a toilet paper. Like, <laughs> I mean. Well, throw some like, Purell wipes in there while you're at it, too. Holy crap. It honestly feels like he just literally was like, oh, uh, let me just hit the, and just hit the dial and it just happened to pop up the Cardinals and he's like, hey, you want the, you want the Hopkins guy we got on our team? And the Cardinals like, sure, here's here's a washed up running back and some draft picks. But not even a first! It was, and then Diggs, get, I mean, the, the Bills give Christmas Dude, dinner to him. Chris Spielman, Rick, no, Chris Spielman's in the booth for Fox. Rick Spielman, general manager of the Minnesota Vikings, gets like a first, a second, a fourth, and like two sevenths. You have to get a first if you are Bill O'Brien. That I know that team has been in shambles too since Bob McNair passed last year. Rest, rest his soul. But just oh, I, there's got to be something there. Like I mean, I, I hope it's not to the element. I mean, I, I'm not defending what Michael Urban said, but there's got to be something there where he was just like, nah, I'm, I'm wiping my hands of it. I don't want to. Uh, so they obviously there wasn't a con- there was some kind of connection that wasn't there. Um, hey, Bill, though, look, dude, look, look, look where you came from. Look! Look where your leader taught you all that you know, and just go ahead and trade us to Sean Watson. Just go ahead and do it, bro. Just give it. To, you know, you can draft Trevor Lawrence next year. Oh, I mean, tank for what? Trevor. Just you know, go tank for Trevor. Give us to Sean Watson. We'll we'll have him. We'll take care of him. That's one excellent point. I would like to write up everybody saying the Patriots are going to suck. You know what? We suck this year. That first overall pick falls into our lap. We are going to be smiling ear to ear till the end of April when there is a long-haired kid from Cartersville, Georgia, wearing that Patriots uniform. Yep, and from the great uh, playing in the great state of South Carolina, unfortunately playing for the wrong team. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, I don't know. And we, we haven't talked about that yet either. Is like, what's next? Like, what would I want them to do? I know you're hearing everything. We're going to trade for Jacoby Brissett. We're going to trade for. Uh, you know, this guy, that guy, Andy Dalton, if that name gets freaking brought up one more time, I'm going to scream. <laughs> we'll get into um, that. We'll get into that later. We'll just stick with the Hopkins story for now. Okay, okay. Um, oh, I yeah. don't want to like go off path too much, okay. but I just want to know what Houston's doing. Cause like, look at what, like you got Phillip Rivers in your division. Now the, like the king of being mic'd up him and his X amount of kids going to the Colts, which I call it right now. I think the Colts are winning the AFC South. Jacksonville just got rid of Nick Foles, so they're clearly going with Gardner Minshew. Jacksonville's going on the rebuild side, which they got rid of some other talent too. Like I believe, um, who went to Denver? Who went to Denver? One, oh, like even too when my girlfriend messages me saying, "No way, they actually traded Hawkins." I'm like, "Yeah, like people could not believe this trade went down." Yeah, it's 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 crazy. Like I said, that's one of those things where you could tell they just wanted to wipe their hands with them. So. Yeah, but oh, it's like, oh, we're going to wipe our hands with an all-pro receiver who makes unbelievable catches and can win us games and who has won a sh- people fantasy football oh, excuse me, over the last few years. But this trade, I was saying this year that Steve Keim was a candidate to go on the hot seat for the Arizona Cardinals just because he's been the GM. They haven't done a lot of progress over the last few years. This trade saved his job. Straight up. He went out there. He made a deal. Michael Bidwell is going to see that deal. And I know people are going to go, oh, you're in I. I would love to see the Arizona Cardinals do well. It's a franchise that's been irrelevant, but you know what? If you get one of those things where you properly rebuild, like, look, Miami's another team, too. We'll get into Miami in a bit because i got some stuff to say. Stop stealing our damn players. But um, 
with the Arizona Cardinals, they've got the tools. If they can get an offensive line and just patchwork their defense to be okay, they're going to be knocking on that door like the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be an interesting division this year. I, I still, the Jets are the Jets, the Dolphins are the Dolphins, and the Bills are the Bills. And <laughs> until, you know, but I will say they've got a fire lit under them. You know why? Because they think they actually have a shot. So I just hope that you know they'll you know I just I just I'm just ready to sit back and and watch watch it uh, blow up in their face though. <laughs> oh, Sam! I've, I've, when they if, when they over you know because you know but if they you know they've been waiting for this moment for twenty plus years so we'll see we'll see how the AFCs go. Uh, it's gonna be interesting. It's interesting for the first time and how like every year like oh this might be the year this is the year this is the year. no 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 it's the first time it's actually gonna be that. Um, also, too, I'm just seeing the stuff right now with um, from Mike Reese of ESPN.com. Um, uh, Phillips was always targeted as a uh, Patriot target. It's a two-year deal. I don't see what the dollar amount is, but I just saw that it was two years. I'm um, just keeping on scrolling through Twitter. I don't see a whole lot of other stuff that's uh, football-related. There's some wrestling-related stuff, but that's uh, not Todd, right here. Yeah, Todd Gurley got released today. That was huge. That's, and that goes to our point, too, of the Rams. I don't know, like, Todd Gurley was a money issue. If you've got a problem, also, too, they were preparing, they were trying to load manage Todd Gurley because, like, we're going to make the playoffs. That bit them in the ass horribly. Sean McVay is, for as good as the head coach is, you know what happened? You got exposed by Bill Belichick, and everyone found out the game plan to beat the Rams. So, for 2020, you got to do some tinkering around, buddy, because if you keep playing the way you did in 2019, the Rams are going to be that stagnant team and slowly going on the decline because I was telling you this right now. You draft Carson Wentz, that's a much better football team. Even though Carson Wentz is hurt, we don't know what happens if he does go to the um, Los Angeles Rams. But, man, Jared Goff's a guy. We'll see. Well, the Rams, that's the big thing with me with the NFC West. I think San Francisco, like even to, for John Lynch to come up and straight up say no to Tom Brady, that takes a lot. I personally think John Lynch is one of the top executives in the NFL. But he wants the rider. That was another big deal, too. Um, San Francisco trading away DeForest Buckner an amazing defensive lineman to get the 13th pick in the draft. The Colts are going all in this year. Oh yeah. And look, God, I wish Phil Rivers went somewhere else. Cause I kind of feel like Phil Rivers needs, his, needs to have, would it'd be cool to see him have one good year, but uh, Andy can suck it. I don't want him to get anything. <laughs> Same. And, like, as for as much as I would not like to see the Indianapolis Colts back in the Super Bowl, um, the fact that, if he can go there and win a championship, I would just be happy for Philip Rivers, the person, because Philip, if it's going to be that thing of that 04 draft class. Manning's got two. Ben's got two. You've got nothing. I don't think he's even been to an AFC championship game. But you know what? The Colts, they have receiving. They have tight ends. They got a running back. They got a defense. Oh, and they just happen to have one of the best offensive lines in football, something that LA Chargers were lacking horribly. And also, too, he's got, I believe, the quarterback's coach for the San Diego Chargers at one point is now in Indianapolis. And that may have been Frank Wright. I don't know. Um, let me do some research. But Frank Wright is a head coach. He has worked with Rivers before with the Chargers organization. Um, I just think this is one of those things where if everyone thought, oh, when also doing Brady, when people were saying, oh, Brady's going to go to the Chargers, I believed it for about half a second because why would Brady want to go to the team that basically got him suspended for four games because they got their asses whooped in the AFC Championship game? Yeah, that, that Colts, that was a dumb thing. I was like, yeah, that's not happening. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, so correction. The quarterback's coach in 2013 for the San Diego Chargers and the offensive coordinator for the 14 and 15 season was Frank Wright. So this, and also too, 
So that's why Philip Rivers went there. He's comfortable. He's familiar. Um, the Chargers are weird. They're not even going to try to. They're saying right now they're sticking with Tyrod Taylor, but yes, I saw it too. That was crazy. Yeah. With the moves they made, adding Balaga on the line, getting Chris Harris in the backfield. Ooh, who I would have loved to see in a New England Patriots uniform. Um, dude, if the Chargers are going to win now, I think they try to make a play at Tua. They got the sixth overall pick in the draft. Melvin Gordon's gone, which who knows where Melvin Gordon... That's the thing now, too. You've got Melvin Gordon and Todd Gurley, two of the best running backs in the league, as free agents. Like, who would have thought? I Not me. Yeah, it's... Yeah, like, <laughs> Todd Gurley had to be something, too, where it was like, oh, he's not the same, he's hurt. Well, you know what? If he, he's getting a full, proper offseason of rest and rehabilitation, he goes back in 2020... Um, I do see the Falcons as a possible landing spot for him because he is a Georgia kid. He did go. He was a bulldog. Um, yeah, I didn't know about that. I didn't realize Freeman got released. So that, yeah, that that Gurley yeah. could definitely be a spot for him. Also, too, there was a tweet that surfaced from about nine years ago saying, "Let's go Tampa Bay Bucks." So a lot of people are taking that now as, "Oh shit, is he going to Tampa Bay to play with Brady?" Yeah, um, I think I saw I saw your uh, your post about that. Yeah, which I, I pointed out right away. Hey, Tampa. That's another thing with Tampa too. Tampa has not had a good running game since uh, Tiki Barber. Um, but, oh, man, so much, like, and even two other moves, uh, like, what's, what's another move? Um, one move that I was talking to Miguel on here a few, a couple episodes ago, man, Amari Cooper getting in the bag. I don't not blame the guy for getting paid, but five years and a hundred million, twenty million a season. I don't know what, I'm going to look up the guarantees quickly, but, um, dude, a contract like that's very, very risky. I think they should have paid Dak. They should have franchised Amari and paid Dak, because, look, Dak's your guy going forward. Yeah, it's crazy. Like I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll, on the contrary to that, I'll say I'll, I'm, I'm impressed that you know that Dallas is going to keep both their guys because it's like I really thought Amari was going to get paid somewhere else. Like I, I really, you know, I, you know, I, I didn't think he'd come to us because he probably wouldn't get paid uh, for it. I was, you know, kind of hoping it, you know, but now it doesn't really matter. But, um, but yeah, with with Cooper, it's like I don't know. I was, I was, I got to give Dallas props for for doing that. Um, I think that's the guy they needed to keep both guys, and they did it. I agree with what you're saying. I think. I think I would have also franchise tag Cooper and 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 worked out a deal for Dak, but they have apparently allegedly now. Like I think owners just talk out their butt sometimes, including Kraft. I'm, I'm pointing, I'm including him in, in that as well because there's some misinformation with that whole thing with him and Brady. But uh, like there's you know throwing it out there that that he they offered that Dak like the the top money in the game or something, and they were like one year off. I'm like, yeah, okay, that's why Dak's not signing. I don't believe that. No, like Jerry Jones is gonna go for what's cheapest. Uh, like he was going for what's cheap, and but here's the thing though: you can't play the Kirk Cousins game with Dak Prescott because Dak Prescott will be out of there by 2022. Um, if Dak goes out there and lights the world on fire, they're back on top, and that division's not obscure. He's gonna get paid if he is the same quarterback he's been for the last. He, if he's the same quarterback he was in 2019, where you know what the team's just not doing well, they're not winning. Um, here's the other thing too that Dallas. So also, I did look it up. Amari Cooper's getting $60 million guaranteed. That's 60% of that contract. I know. Simple math. Thank you very much. But um, oh, I want to look up right now just quickly. i got to look up the Dallas Cowboys. Like, no, I know the schedule's not out for another month, which when that schedule comes out, Phil and I are going to dissect that things three ways from Sunday. But i got to look up who they play because last year, remember, Dallas had a tough time with teams with winning records. Like, besides the division, they play Arizona, San Francisco, L.A., Seattle. Four of those games will not probably be easy. Um, Atlanta, Minnesota. Minnesota's going to be a challenge, probably. Atlanta, who knows? And then they play the AFC North, which, 
Dak against Lamar Jackson. Whew, served that on a silver platter. Um, man, Dallas has got to win not one of those games. Dallas has to go out there and do good showings against those teams because, like, look what happened this year where I when they were 3-0, I'm like, this is a very suspect 3-0 team. They beat the Giants, they beat the Redskins, and they beat the Dolphins. They go to New Orleans. New Orleans beats them on field goals. That was impressive. 12-9, four field goals and an Ezekiel Elliott touchdown, and you still can't win. Um, like, Dallas's defense is the biggest question to me, and also, too, with the tight ends as well, because they know they lost. I know they re-signed Blake Jarwin. They lost Jason Witten to the Raiders, which I want to talk to you about, because I wish we had Miguel, because, man, the Raiders have made some sneaky good moves. Like, let's just, I'm, I'm, yeah. do, I'm done with the Cowboys. Let's talk to the Raiders. They picked up uh, Marcus Mariota, who I think is a very good backup for, everyone's saying too, oh, James Winston's going to go sign in Tampa. John Gruden's not going to have Marcus Mariota and Jameis Winston. That's like, what does he want to be, the seventh best player on a fantasy football team? Right. Yeah. Um, I kind of see what else the... Uh, I don't think the Pats are going anywhere near Winston, by the way. Oh, I don't think no. so. Um, quickly, just to point out that while I look up the Raiders, um, the teams that I would love, there's only one per quarterback. If they have Jared Stidham for 2020, I'm okay with that. I don't think they should go and get a veteran. If they draft someone, I want it to be... Justin Herbert, Jake Fromm, or Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, man, that's I've been on that train, dude. That dude just has he kind of has that like obviously you know Brady's on a whole other level, but he's got that that grit that like I think he would really fight to get better and fight to do like he's very smart, he's very intelligent. I think Jalen Hurts is that steal of that draft, man. Two is gonna be good, Bros is gonna be good. We all know that, but that I think that's the guy, man. I wouldn't want I I personally maybe it's because I didn't see enough of him. I personally wouldn't want to touch Herbert, but. It just doesn't. He just seems like the the guy that you draft that's average, but <laughs> that ends up being average. But and he'll prove me wrong, and I'll be an idiot. So you can come back to this. So, but still, um, yeah, Jalen Hurts would definitely be the guy that I that I would want. Not that, and, I, and we'll probably definitely be back on to talk about the draft. So I won't uh, go into that. Um, but I, and I know you. I think if, uh, you wanted to talk about this earlier, but I just keep keeps framing me up. Um, what are your thoughts on? Uh, and I asked my my coworker at work as well. What are your thoughts on if Cam Newton? Uh, was the starting quarterback for us. What were your thoughts beyond that? Here's the thing with it. You don't know what you're getting. You have a guy who's an MVP caliber quarterback, but one game he could play like shit and he's done for the year. Like, this year he had the toe. Last year was a rotator cuff, which I think the toe was a bullshit cover-up for his rotator cuff that wasn't fully healed because a rotator cuff injury takes a long time to... um, Heal up. Uh, like the same thing with you two. Everyone going, oh, Andy Dalton. I'm like, I don't want Andy Dalton. That's like putting lipstick on a peg. You cannot convince me Andy Dalton's good for the New England Patriots and he's going to take him to the promised land. The only the veteran quarterback, I sorry to cut you off, the only veteran quarterback I want to see them trade for is Matthew Stafford. The Detroit Lions took Deron oh, Harmon, like Jamie that. Collins, and Danny Shelton. The least Bob Quinn could do is rebuild. You guys go draft Tua. We get Matt Stafford. Did the Lions, the Lions picked up a quarterback too, didn't they? Uh, Chase Daniel. That's right. That's right. So that's not that's not that big. There's also rumors of getting Taysom Hill as well. But anyways, back to the. I don't want to give up. I don't want. We need our first round pick. We don't have a second this year. We got two thirds. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, we we got to keep our first round pick. But here's the thing about Cam Newton. One, I'm not. I don't want to touch a trade for him with a ten foot ten foot pole. But unless Marty Herney's willing to get rid of him, no one's trading for him outside of maybe the Redskins. But I don't even see that happening. Uh, I think he's going to get cut eventually. Just 
the process is slower than normal. I think he'd already be a cut if it, if the process was a normal off season. But um, I think he's gonna get cut. And uh, I just I, if this was for his just his gameplay, sure I'd like him on the team. Um, but the thing is, we need to know what we have in Stenum. You know, it's like. Uh, Unfortunately, like I mean, yeah, I would love to go out there and get a guy, but there's no guy that I won't. I mean, Rivers would have probably been the only guy, even though I don't like Rivers as a person. But like as a quarterback, it would have been all right for one year or whatever. But it's like we didn't get Brady, so just go with the young guy. Like if he gets six wins, seven wins, fine. If he gets ten wins, good. You know, that's good. You know, whatever. If we know what you're good, you have uh, in him. Um, you know, worst case scenario, we we do everything and we leverage everything to try to get Trevor Lawrence, which is not something that we do. But still, um, I still I still think I think very much so we could draft Jalen Hurts. And my thing is, I would start Stenum and you have Jalen Hurts right there as a backup. That's yeah. what I would do. Also, um, personally, Tom, I don't expect it to happen, but that's what I would do. Um, and as far as Cam Newton, his his uh, his like head is just in all different. Who knows? I, I don't want that on my team unless he's gonna come come in and and buy in and buy into the Patriot way. Then that's fine. Maybe I'd be down for it. But uh, he's just a nutcase. I don't know if I want him. That's the other thing I too. Is the, it's the attitude that like you see people either yeah they succumb to Bill Belichick's ways or they just end up doing what they doing what they always do and then Bill just doesn't like them because with Bill it's one of those things where if he does not like you he will not play you and you will be gone. And like, look, if they bring in Cam Newton, Cam Newton's still his loud, flashy, making sexist comment self. It's just gonna burn in the Patriots' face, and Bill Belichick is not a moron. Marty, Her- I feel like Matt Marty Hurdy will would give up not a lot to get him, but at the same time, too, you just never you never know. Like that's the thing with Cam; they could go out there and be like, "We want your first round pick," or they could go, "Hey, we're gonna we'll take like give us a third, or give us a third or a fourth. It's just because it's if it depends on how desperate Carolina is to get rid of him because we obviously know Teddy Bridgewater starting there next year. There's no questions about it, and they're not going to pay Cam Newton to be a backup. I'm so happy for Teddy too. He earned that man. I'm so happy that he's going to get a starting job at a good team too, like a team that could. I mean, the Panthers haven't been good as outside of Christian McCaffrey, but I think that there's pieces there for him. Um, that's the other thing too with the um, NFC South with Brady. Like Carolina could be right there. They got a good quarterback now. Um, the Atlanta Falcons, for as much as we bag on them for twenty eight to three, which is coming up next Saturday, March third, March um, not March third, the third month of the year and the twenty eighth day of the month. Right. Never forget um, the Atlanta Falcons could be back to being a good team because like they still got Matt Ryan and they still got Julio Jones and they also added shout out to you in South Carolina, Hayden Hurst is now a member of the Atlanta Falcons. Oh God, I want him to be a Pat so bad. I know, me too. I wanted Austin Hooper to be a Patriot, but the dumbass decided to go to Cleveland. <laughs> well, um, clearly, clearly, we didn't try for anybody. I, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't. That's a whole other. But you know what? I think Bill's got a plan up his sleeve, and also too, the other thing with Tom leaving as well. I was excited for the draft because of the talent that's in it. Um, I do feel bad for the guys though, because obviously a lot of the draft stuff is being canceled due to COVID nineteen. Um, but the fact too that the draft's not getting postponed or anything, and that's just it's going to go on as planned, is great. Yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting too. It could it could create some more bust, you know, because you're not able to get as much information as you have before. But I mean, you know, we'll see. Like when there's people making like picks out of nowhere, like Daniel Jones last year. Which um, before we get into the Oakland, the, I keep calling them Oakland. Um, the the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, I want to play a quick game with you. Okay. I saw and shout out to Alex Lorenzo, who's going to be back on the show eventually, probably for the draft around draft time. Um, I want to play a game where 
and I'm going to step out for a second because I'm just going to go get a drink, but I want you to make four quick, I just want you to make four predictions for the season. I know it's six months away, but I want you to make four predictions of things that you think is going to happen in 2020 in the NFL season. All right, four predictions of very early predictions of, that will happen next year. First off, I've been thinking about this a little bit um, after I saw it on Twitter. The first prediction, bold prediction that I'm going to make is that the Kansas City Chiefs are a fourth or worse seed next year. That's what I'm. That's the prediction I'm going to make. Um, and I'm also going to make a prediction. Or my second, well, the second prediction kind of goes along with that. Um, but my second prediction prediction is that the uh, Baltimore Ravens take a huge drop because we've seen it happen with Mahomes a little bit. They struggled the second, you know, early in the year. They ended up picking it up, but I think Lamar Jackson's going to struggle a little bit. So that's like I don't know if that's bold necessarily, but I do think Lamar Jackson and the Ravens are potentially they're going to still win their division. But I think it's going to be closer than people think. I need two more. All right, so yeah, so Chiefs are going to actually be a fourth or worse seed. That was my number one that you didn't hear. Um, Chiefs are going to be a fourth seed or worse, um, which is kind of ex- probably going to end up eating me on that one. But still, we're going we're going bold. So I think the Chiefs fall down a little bit uh, when you win the Super Bowl. It's hard to it's hard to and when teams that have never won win it, then they have to they really get it uh, get it hard uh, the next year. That's what she said. <laughs> but sorry, <laughs> but she did. But. Um, all right, let's see another bold prediction. I got like I had those two. I definitely think Lamar Jackson uh, has a rough year. That was my second one. Um, what's another bold prediction? Let's see. I'm gonna go. This is gonna be super bold, and I'm gonna look like I don't expect this to happen, but I'm gonna go bold and I'm gonna make a prediction. This is the last year you see Aaron Rodgers in a Green Bay Packers uniform. A super bold. <laughs> yeah, Griff's like what? <laughs> A super bold prediction, super bold, not bold prediction. Aaron Rodgers in by next season, not this season, this season, counting this season will be his last season uh, in Green Bay. Bold prediction, I know, I have nothing behind it. I just, I don't know. I've always felt, I felt like uh, uh, the last few years that he's just had a foot out. Now they, you know, different. They seem to be back on the up and up. So maybe, maybe not. But uh, that's just a bold prediction. And then lastly, my last bold prediction. Um, let's make this one a little more realistic. Um, my last bold prediction would be that uh, I don't even know this is bold though, but the Pats win the AFC East. I still think the Pats win the AFC East. So I mean, I don't know how bold that is, but I mean, a lot of people would say that they're not the favorites. So uh, yeah, so that would be my last one. I bold. I was looking for like bold or just crazy predictions because you know what we're gonna play this game again months to come. Because why? This is why I love the NFL because it's talk, talk, talk for months. And there's going to be teams um, that come out of nowhere. Um, I honestly like, like the Aaron Rodgers one just caught me off guard because I'm like, man, but at the same time, too, they, I said this in podcasts prior, they need an edge rusher because their running defense was horrible. And they also need a second receiver to help Devontae Adams. Yeah. And I know they had vaulted, they have all this scantling. Uh, I think they signed someone else. I think they may have re-signed Geronimo Allison, but those are not guys that you rely on to be that second receiver. Like, you need how Kansas City has... They have Tyreek Hill, and, oh, they have Sammy Watkins. Like, if they can go out and get, like, an Emmanuel Sanders, that's great. 
Um, I did this to Alex the other day on Twitter. I said four, but there's one that I'm going to throw in there. Um, give me a second. I'm going to change one of mine. My first one is the Indianapolis Colts winning AFC South. Um, the Arizona Cardinals finish a nut with not at nine and seven and make the playoffs as one of the wild cards in the NFC. Oh, that's my other. Actually, I'm going to interrupt you. I take. Uh, I, this is like a, an honorable mention, I guess. I won't take any of my other. Okay, ones. we'll do an honorable mention up. too. That's fine. But uh, Kyler Murray wins MVP. Ooh, I like that. I'm a big Kyler Murray guy, so I'll respect that. Um, no, I still have San Francisco winning the division. I know that's not a bold prediction, but I think that Arizona is going to be the team that they're tough to play against. Like, there's going—I think they're going to lose a few games. Like, you know how uh, Philly this year was kind of bad, but they lost some close games. I think right. Arizona Arizona's going to win some games, so they're going to have some games too. Where, or oh, what team they are? You know those teams that like you don't expect them to win, or you think, oh, it's going to be an easy breezy victory, and then it's like they hang in tough. They're going to do that, especially considering that the AFC they play the AFC East this year. Like they're going to play New England, they're going to play Baltimore, they're not Baltimore, Buffalo, the Jets, and the Dolphins. Like they could easily win two of those games. Um, and also, the last time they were at Gillette Stadium, they won with John Skelton, which pissed me off. Um, I think that's his name. Number and only wore nineteen. Um, the, the Arizona Cardinals finished nine seven. My other one too is that the Raiders are back in the playoffs. Um, my fourth one, I gotta look up the tweet that I had just to clarify it. But I had those, I had those ones, and then there was one. oh, my other one too is that the Patriots win the AFC East by a game over the Buffalo Bills, to be exact. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, what's it called? Um, yeah. So there's that. And then, uh, do, 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 uh, don't want to send this to that chat. Um, sorry, just some news broke about WWE that I'll talk to you about in a bit. Um, basically about the stupid taping thing. But, um, uh, my honorable mention, oh, I gotta think about this one. Um, oh, and the other thing, oh, fuck, I'm thinking, I'm trying to think of, oh, um, I got one. The Houston Texans will miss the playoffs. The Houston Texans will miss the playoff. That's bold. That's bold. Yeah, I think you know what. Unless the only way I see them making it is if Deshaun Watson has an MVP caliber season. They had some games last year where, like, look, even though two, they had the game against us where they just ran all over us. We almost came back and won that game. We almost came back and won it. We only lost by five. We were down by I think fifteen at one point. That was a very close game, that um, thing. But also, too, um, one other point I wanted to talk to you about before we get into uh, uh, everything else was, dude, we got a new CBA. We haven't even discussed it yet. That's how much yeah, craziness has yeah, happened. We do. We um, do. It's a, yeah. 17-game regular season. I know a lot of players are pissed off about that, but, man, like, who's what fan out there is going to say, I don't want more football? You have to be an idiot to think that. Like, who, who's not in favor? I know 18 games, but here's what I would do. Because you know the 17 is just a bullshit scapegoat to get to 18 eventually. I think if they do that, give them two bye weeks. Still do 16 regular season games. Do two bye weeks. Every team gets a bye week, say, right at the beginning. And then every team, like, you get it. Like, say if you have a bye week three, you get another one, like, week 12. So, like, look, if you give two, if you give two bye weeks, I know it loses money for the team. But you know what? Player safety comes first. Yeah, and I think the one thing is, uh, 
Um, also, too, because the TV contracts are getting done next year, I believe. Like, I'm glad that I'm glad that they're taking one of the uh, playoff games. I'm not playoff games. I'm down for the the 17 game season by taking up away preseason games. I'm not okay with the fact that only one team gets a bye because I believe two deserve it, and I don't like the extra playoff team because you're going to get a team that like like doesn't belong in there. It's it's going to be like that awkward kid that like. You know when you're like with a group of friends and there's always that one kid that's like the awkward kid with everyone you going like, wait, who's this guy? Like that's gonna be seven. I like the there's the the realist to me that does this podcast because I know Phil and I do this for fun, but you know what? We are we cover the NFL. Damn it, we have this podcast. We're twelve episodes deep. We ain't stopping now. Um, but that part of me says yeah, seven. I don't like and I do for the one buy. I have pros and cons to it. My pro is is that games week 17 are going to be that much more intriguing and teams are going to be going that much harder instead of the whole resting players and stuff like that. Like, look what Baltimore did this year. You're not going to get that. Right. You're going to get that week 17, every game counts. It's going to have that college football mentality of, like, look, one loss could screw up your season. But the realist in me goes, you know what? Two teams do deserve it. Give it to the top two. I would not have done seven playoff teams. I would do eight. Because you do three versus eight, you do four versus seven, and five versus six. But then again, the math for that doesn't add up because then you would have three. Um, I do think that they should stick to six playoff teams personally, unless because like even doing the math right now for it, even if you do one by and then eight teams still make it, that's just the numbers are just not even at all. But there, the fan in me is going, "Ooh, three playoff games in one day. Where do I sign up?" It's like the Saturday week sixteen when this year when we had the one o'clock game, the eight four thirty game, and the eight fifteen game. Where that part of me is going, yes, please, and the NFL is going, yes, please, because they want the paycheck to be bigger. But yeah, the realistic football fan in me is just like, oh, I don't know about this. Yeah, so I, I mean, I don't know how. We'll have to see how, about the playoff game. I'm not sure how that's going to turn out, but and also too, I know that the 17 game regular season doesn't go into effect until, like I said earlier, the TV contracts are up. But or not up until they're renewed, because look, the NFL make is going to make most of their money by doing that. Um, but look, like dude, that's the thing. We mainly talked about the Hopkins trade. We talked a little bit about some other teams. Um, some other big free agency news to point out. Um, besides the, like Todd Gurley news, obviously, which came as a shock. I want to check Twitter again. Um, I said this earlier in the podcast, but I want to send my thoughts and just my thoughts and good prayers and just good feelings towards Sean Payton, who was unfortunately diagnosed with COVID-19. This is a disease that's, like like we said, it's changed the way we live. It's changed the way we do things on a day-to-day basis. But And also, too, the thing that it's making people wash their hands is just purely disgusting. But, like, for someone like me, like, I wash my hands, but it's making me sanitize more and just think about things. But for, like, just everything out there, like, it's just changing our lives. So, like I said before, if you can... Do not leave your house. The only time I left my house today was to go to the grocery store with my mom. Yeah, and unfortunately, I'm working retail, so I'm still working, but I'm being very, very careful every time I, I touch something. But yeah, you got you got to be careful. Um, it is unfortunate for Sean Payton. There's a, but there's a lot of name big names that are coming out there, and that proves right there that if big names are getting it, you can get it. You 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 the average Joe or or whatever. So just be careful. Don't be stupid. I like there's a video. Of, going viral on twitter i don't know if you saw it griff or not but of the the uh 21 or something year olds like saying if i get it i get it and they're out there and it's like don't be stupid man just no. be smart man because it doesn't 
the realistic, and we talked about this last time, it doesn't necessarily affect us, but you could get it. We don't know that we're gonna, we have it and then give it to someone else. My dad's a, in his 70s. My worst fear is bringing it home and getting giving it to him, you know, so like, and it really affecting him. So just be careful. There's somebody out there or somebody that you, that you may not have a connection with, um, but you give it to them and then they give it to someone that could actually die from it. So, um, just be, just be smart. Don't be stupid. Yeah. Like to those kids that are on like beaches in Florida and stuff that are like, Oh, Hey, we planned this for months. We're like not going away. Like you, this is one of those things where you, you just gotta be smart about it. You can't do anything stupid. Like, like the, like the government and health officials are telling you stay inside. If you like, don't feel well, go get yourself checked. Um, for people on vacations right now and stuff, it's a very big risk that you're taking. Like, why would you want to put your own life in jeopardy? And I, I know that the death rate from this isn't very high. Like, in Canada, I think we've had nine people die. Which are, there have all been the youngest one being in their 50s with a heart issue. But besides that, you don't know if you're going to get it. Like, look. Look at all the big names that have gotten it. Uh, Sean Payton, coach of the New Orleans Saints. Kevin Durant, one Kevin of the Durant, biggest yeah. names in the NBA. Donovan Mitchell. Uh, Rudy Gobert. Um, who, you know what, I was kind of mad of, mad of that he got it at first because there was that reckless video of him touching the mics, but I think if it weren't for him, none of the leagues would be shut down. There would still be people out and about doing their things, but you know what, because of that, all these precautions and measures have been taking place, so why we don't end up like Italy or China where we're in lockdown, where we're, we can't leave our houses. Like Phil said, he goes to work and like, it's a risk he's taking. Me, like someone like me, I'm not. My work told me to stay home right now, so I'm I'm home until further notice, which is scary. Because for as much as I want to, like as much as it, it's nice having a vacation and time off work, it's under bad circumstances. Right. Yeah, and, and I think that you know it's just yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's a tough time. And I and honestly, I mean, I don't want to. I'm not trying to speak negatively. I hopefully that that I am wrong, but I think. Uh, we're only getting locked down even more here. It, well, as far as here in the U.S., I don't know about in Canada, but I think it's just it's gonna like now. Uh, the uh, in in our state, we can't um, all. Bought, well, this is pretty much happening all across the United States. But they it was announced uh, yesterday or the day before that um, we uh, that the bars like if every everything restaurants is all takeout. You can't you can't stay in a restaurant at all. I don't know if it's like that in Canada yet, but yeah, it is. Um, I think next is curfew. I think there's going to be a curfew next. I think it's just um, you know, it'll, you know, I haven't heard anything yet, but I think that's just, it. Just doesn't seem like it's getting you know. I think it's it's going to be very. It's going to it's going to get to a point where the only thing you're open are retail stores. So of course I work at a retail store. That's great, but I'm wow. honored. I'm, I mean, I'm honored. I'm thankful that I get money. So um, just, just try to stay away from these crazies getting the toilet paper. <laughs> uh, movie, movie theaters are closed too. Like it's just one of those things, guys. You know what? Stay in, stay safe, play Fortnite, watch videos. You're a wrestling fan watching the network, and you know what? NFL has made Game Pass free until the end of May. What my sorry behind was going to do today, but I never got around to it, but I'm going to do it tomorrow probably, or sometime this weekend, is watch old football games and watch NFL film stuff. Why? Because I've never done it before, and I'm very excited to do it. Right. Yeah. And also, too, I can watch highlights from the Patriots Falcons Super Bowl any day of the week. Yeah. Um, but and someone, is, made, someone made a good point. Uh, I don't remember exactly who it was, but it's like you're sitting, I think it was someone on the news, but like... In the day and age where we're always on our phones, we're always binge watching a show either on Netflix or whatever. Where you know we're constantly playing like Fortnite or playing video games, all this other stuff, doing stuff with technology. This is the one time now we're trying to be stupid and go out like like we were made, we were built for this. We could, our generation should be able to stay home and and 
be okay. You know, so it's like obviously you have to work like like me myself. You know, go to work, come home, and then you know it's like even my church. My church is now going to all strictly online uh, for the foreseeable future because we're just trying to be safe. You know, it's like and we're not even that big of you know a big group of people, but just be safe and and uh, hopefully it'll all blow over. You know, and get better. And for everybody going, why are you doing this? It's one of those things. Look, sometimes as for much as we love football, this is much bigger than the game of football. Um, the other thing I just did actually that I'm going to post on the official YWC Football Talk Instagram account is a boomerang of. My laptop and my mic, so people know a new episode's coming out. Phil, your face is in it, so with approval, am I allowed to post this? Uh, it's all, go for it. we got to let the fans know that we are doing this midst quarantine-ish. Yes. I just made it the word. But. <laughs> Even to, if Canada if uh, Canada does end up going into quarantine or if we go on lockdown, you know what? Um, there's this wonderful thing called the internet, and uh, we're going to still podcast. So this podcast ain't going anywhere anytime soon. For sure. um, what's it called? Yep, Boomerang is up and live. Uh, okay. Um, but, no, uh, what I also wanted to get into was just, like, between the CBA, all the other moves, um, oh, wow, it's just, the, the only thing, too, that I will come on here and say is that there was actually a journalist that I blocked because his Brady bias that he was leaving was just so infuriating, and there's another journalist, a former player out there who's been really peeving me off. And that is Jeff Darlington of ESPN and Dan Orlovsky of ESPN. Because they were tooting the horn for months of, oh, uh, we went there. And even yesterday, too, on Get Up, he was wearing a Buccaneers helmet. Which I'm like, I'm sorry. I know Phil and I do not get paid to do our jobs and we're allowed to show bias because no one's telling us that we can't. But when you work for a conglomerate like ESPN, be a little more professional. I blocked Arlington because basically he was going on there because he was basically getting mad that people were calling him out. And why are you being so happy that Brady's gone? Why are you doing this? Basically gloating about the fact that he was right about Brady going like, yeah, you had a hunch. You know what? There's a million other people out there too who said Tom Brady's not coming back to New England. That's the one thing I just want to point out because I had to get it. Like, oh, it's off my chest now. I feel good. <laughs> and it's like it's the same thing. People are like, oh, Oh, Dynasty's over, Dynasty's over. It's like, you only said that the last five years. You, you, uh, a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. Okay? People like, said that after we lost run. Miami. Exactly. You're not You're not right until, you're not right uh, when you just say it over and over again. You have to actually be right when you like stick to your guns and it's one thing that you said. It's like, once you're proven wrong, that, that, that argument's now gone. So, Oh, I got uh, another bold another prediction for the 2020 NFL season. All right, go for it. By the end of the 2020 NFL season, hey, this isn't bold, it's just common sense. I'm still going to be a fan of this football team. You can't change my fandom. You know what? For the people out there who are going, I'm out of here because Tom's gone, that's good for you, that's fine for you. I'm living with this team. I've experienced the good with this team. I, this is something I've been wait, I've been kind of mentally preparing for for a while now because everyone keeps asking me, oh, when Brady is gone or retired, are you still going to be a fan? Are you going to experience the dark days? You know what? That's sports. I've been very lucky and fortunate with this team that Sundays between September and December, I am not the people that are complaining and I'm not always having to look forward to the draft like I am this year. You know what? It's here now. It's scary. But I'm kind of excited to experience the unknown of what's going to happen come September. Yep. Yeah, and, and you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, maybe we, maybe Belichick finds his finds go, strikes gold again, and the haters can't go anywhere. Oh my god! <laughs> I will smile ear to ear before the playoffs in January. Um, use that. Yeah. Just to add but, on quickly though, because we did avoid this topic for a while because we got into the CBA and the COVID talk. 
The free agents that the Raiders signed that I thought were some sneaky moves. Eli Apple, which he's not the best, but you know what? He, he It's still a pretty good pickup for them. Carl Nassib, who's a very good defensive end for the uh, who's going to Oak, uh, Vegas. Je- oh, Jeff Heath, safety from the Dallas Cowboys. That's that's the thing too with Dallas. Dallas lost Byron Jones to um, Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, Malik Collins, uh, Jason Witten at tight end. Which you know what? If he goes in there and is a blocking tight end, can make a few catches. Good. That's something too to compliment Darren Waller and also to Corey Littleton, who's on basically a rental player deal, and then Marcus Mariota. Um. Two other moves I want to talk about quickly is that Calais Campbell trade to Baltimore, which I know you think Baltimore may fall off. I think Baltimore will still win the North, but it would not shock me if coming out of the gate they are a little wonky or they're a little shaky like you saw with Kansas City this year, if it's not all sunshines and rainbows throughout the regular season where their fans are going, we're 14-2, and two, we haven't lost in September, and oh, we... Like, for Baltimore, for me, their test comes in January. Win in January. I do not give a... Sh- I do not give... A gosh dang crap. <laughs> God dang crap. God dang crap about what you do from week one to week 17. Show me that you can win in January. That's all I got to say about the Baltimore Ravens. But um, the other thing I wanted to point out is, well, what was the move? Um, oh, yeah, Miami. Miami, stop. Brian Flores, you were a great defensive coordinator with us. Stop stealing our players, man. You got Ted Karras, who I wasn't, which people were making a big deal out of me. I'm like, dude, we got David Andrews coming back, who's better. And also, too, I love the fact they franchise Joe Tooney. And also, yeah. too, Oh, Miami, too. I'm going to miss... Like Also, too, um, KVN, I was mentally prepared to leave. When I saw he went to Miami, I was just like, man, why did you have to go there? Um, but... Freaking Matt Patricia's stealing all players, too. Yeah, but you know what? They're, uh, the difference between Miami and Detroit is Detroit. They are, Matt Patricia's in the hot seat. If, he, if that defense sucks this year, he's fired. Right. He's a defensive specialist. But, Phil... Ooh, the two signing the signings that people that the Patriots did that everyone's like going, oh, they didn't do anyone. You know what? Bo Allen could be a very good defensive end. He's going to fill the void in there. Uh, Chase Winovich too is going to get a chance to step up. Uh, there's another player from this past year's draft or last year's draft. I'm going to look up right now the 2019 Patriots. We also got my boy Demir Bird, who's a Gamecock. I honestly like that pickup because that like is something that they were lacking this year. I know they got Sanu. But Sanu can Bird can be a punt returner, and you can rely on him for that. Yeah, so I like that Bird. Obviously, as a Gamecock fan, I liked it, but more than what most people will. But oh, one hundred percent. I just gotta look it up quickly because I know they drafted this kid roster. Let's see. Week one. Oh, I want the final roster. I don't want the. I still like to see us bring back Philip Torset as well, but. That's the thing. Apparently, he's been. Apparently, the Patriots are still interested in him. Which you know what? He's a good player that I would like back. Uh, release waived. Oh God, where is his draft? Draft, draft, right here. Um, Byron Cowart from Maryland, defensive end. He was drafted in the fifth round, 159th overall. I think he's going to get his chance to shine in this year's um, at defensive end too, with like the likes of also to him and Dietrich Wise and Chase Winovich. Our defense is going to be fine. But the two biggest signings that this team has made so far, and everyone can go, oh, Brady's gone. You know what? Devin McCourty is still a New England Patriot, which Devin is the anchor of that defense. And my one of my favorite and probably one of the most underrated New England Patriots, Matthew Slater. Everyone's going to go, oh, he makes the Pro Bowl. You know what? Matthew Slater is that guy in the trenches that nobody notices unless you're a fan of this team. Matthew Slater is that guy. He's always in there making... Like, Every time he makes a tackle, the guy never gets far. It's always Matt Slater gets to him, wraps him up, drops him to the ground. 
Like yeah, I saw I mean, Ma- I, he's huge. We had to keep him, man. He's huge. Yeah, Matt, Matthew Slater, honestly, like love the guy. It's one of those like you know because with football, as much as you can win with stars, you need guys like that who are the unsung heroes who are going to help your team win, no matter the sport. Unless it's golf or NASCAR, because then those sports, that's an individual effort. But same thing, too, too, with NASCAR. Phil knows this better than me. Um, someone miss, miss uh, screws up changing your tires when you're at a pit stop, and you're in trouble. Yep, so, yeah, it's more of a team sport than you actually realize, really, too. Yeah. yeah. But, man, like, we... We talked a lot about this today. Like, we talked, obviously, we talked about our Brady. We're going to still talk about it. We, him and I ain't going anywhere. Um, we're going to keep going. Um, as for when we record next, you know what? We, the topics, it may be shorter because why? There's not going to be a lot of action between now and the draft unless something major does happen. Um, but what was I going to say as well? Um, I don't have anything else besides that, man. You know what? Schedule comes out in about a month, which I cannot wait for. Like, Phil and I are going to do this. We're, like, the weeks leading up to the draft, we're probably going to be talking a lot about more now. But also, too, there's something else I wanted to point out to you today. Someone messaged me saying, oh, the Patriots are going to trade for Deshaun Watson. I just text back to Justin Herbert, and they're like, oh, you guys are going to suck, college kid. I'm like, dude, go watch his highlights. He's like, oh, college isn't the same. I'm like... Dude, go watch Justin Herbert's highlights from the Rose Bowl this year. The guy lit up Wisconsin. It was one of the best teams in the Big Ten. Like, when that's the only thing, too. Like, when people are, like, football fans, they don't fully know college. It's one of those things where I just want to be like, you got to go watch it and experience it to know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. You got to, that's, yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. But, um, anyway, guys, um, that's going to do it for this week. Episode number 12. I thought this was going to be the episode where we come on here and go, you were wrong, you were wrong, you were wrong, he's still here. We're unfortunately facing the reality of Tom Brady no longer being a New England Patriot, which sucks. But you know what? Is what it is. Um, follow my, both of us on Instagram, myself, Griff, at YWC Football Talk, at Nightmare Town on Instagram. Twitter account's going to be coming very, very soon. Uh, we're going to be come pumping out draft content very soon. We're going to be pumping out... Schedule won't be a whole lot because obviously it's a one. It's only just a quick shot in the pocket, which we'll talk about the Patriots schedule, and then two we'll also talk about other games that we're excited to see throughout the year that are potential. And then two we're gonna have a big draft preview show. We're gonna have a draft reaction show, which we cannot wait for. Thank you very much, guys, for listening. Phil, do you have anything to say before we leave the view? Uh, not leave the, view, the viewers, the listeners tonight. Listeners, uh, listeners, Tom Brady, I love you, man. Thank you for the years, and uh, everybody else stay safe. And if you hate, let them hate, because we'll still drop your whole clan for the three-second ten, boys! <laughs> so, no! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Tom Brady. Tommy, we love you, buddy. But anyway, guys, we'll see you episode 13, episode Philip Dorsett of the YWC Football Podcast. Coming next week, this is the Tom Brady episode, number 12, free agency. Go. It's done. Go. New league year's begun. See you guys later. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. We all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all had. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast. Heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. 
On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, SayTheDamnScore.com.